Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry for the video having some technical difficulties. So I'm popping up on my phone, but we'll still be able to go today on this blessed Friday as we pray, continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem here as the president himself continues his journey in the Middle East. And today he will be meeting with the Palestinian authorities trying to navigate the a situation he's kind of put himself in with his back to the corner and uh, where we talked about yesterday of the the deal he made with israel the declaration and saying he wouldn't do some things he said he would do and and just showing this administration is all over the place but today we want to uh, remind ourselves of what the Lord has been saying about uh, the stances of nations need to take in regards towards Israel. And I want to highlight um, from the Old Testament, Joel 3, a passage of Scripture where the Lord talks about the judgment that will come upon the nations for dividing the land, for causing the people of Israel to be scattered among the nations, the selling of children, etc., and the verse, verse I want to highlight is in Joel chapter 3, verse 16, where the Lord says, The Lord roars from Zion and utters his voice from Jerusalem. And the heavens and the earth tremble, but the Lord is a refuge for his people and a stronghold to the sons of Israel. And when we go in and look at the rest of Joel chapter 3, I want to pull it up here as we see. Let me pull it up. The, when you, the beginning of it talks about how the nations will be judged, and then you go all the way to the bottom. The second portion in the New American Standard is saying Judah will be blessed after the Lord has come, brought judgment upon those nations in verse 17 he goes on and says then you will know that i am the lord your god dwelling in zion my holy mountain so jerusalem will be holy and strangers will pass through it no more and then verse 18 in that day the mountains will drip with sweet wine and the hills will flow with milk and the brooks of judah will flow with the water and talking about the judgment that will come upon and going down to verse 21 he can finishes this chapter by saying, and, and Joel finishes the letter and saying, I will avenge their blood, which I have not avenged, for the Lord dwells in Zion. And so it's a reminder for us to be obedient as Americans, to be obedient to what the Lord is calling us to do and to stand for Israel, not to divide the land, not to disperse his people. And so as we continue to see the movements of this administration, the 
policies, decisions that they're trying to advance. We want to continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem uh, today and the rest of this weekend, as and obviously every day, but specifically now while the president is over there making these negotiations. And so today we see that the administration will meet with the Palestinian Authority, and then the next step is what is on the docket is for him to go in and meet with um, the Saudis. Now, all the American media is kind of bashing, especially um, the right-wing media, conservative media, is bashing him for, you know, you call them pariahs. Uh, why aren't you looking at drilling here domestically? And so that's kind of where things are. Um, he's going to be asking in an indiscreet way, not just the Saudis, but also other Arab nations to drill more oil with especially with what's happening with the economy and inflation continuing to arise due to the increase in energy costs uh, which affect every sector of the economy and so we want to be aware of this situation be aware of these these negotiations that are going on and then also these meetings with the Palestinian authorities is because Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor, has come out and said that we want to establish that the Biden administration wants to establish a Palestinian Authority consulate, basically, in Jerusalem. After Trump said, "No, you're not going to do this," based upon what you do with the funding that we have been giving you, day one, the Biden administration came in, renewed the funding that Trump pulled back. And then thus there you see an increase of terrorism within the land of Israel via the Palestinian authorities and their known associates. So we're continuing to see these moves towards this step of increasing funding and increasing um, a terrorist state within the Palestinian. And look, this is not just every single person within Palestine and who who – wants there to be a Palestinian nation. It's the leaders, it's the associations that they have with terrorist organizations, with Iran, that is the key problem of when they fund um, terrorist acts and continue to fund the families of known terrorists. It, it creates a situation that is domestically for Israel and the Palestinians um, insecure and causes a, a heightened awareness for the Israeli forces and a host of problems for the innocent people within Palestine. So we're seeing these moves being made by the administration and, and, and even in these Abraham Accords that Trump went towards of having there be the bottom line of in these Abraham Accords of a two-state solution, which the Lord is clearly – um, through scripture and even naturally politically that both sides truly understand but don't want to fully accept is that the Palestinians and the Arabs in reality the Palestinians in, in, in reality do not want a two-state solution they want the annihilation of Israel the annihilation of all Jews no Jewish state in, in the entire Middle East and, and the world and they've called for the annihilation of the little Satan which is Israel and the big Satan the United States so this, these are the people who you're negotiating with um, also with Iran as well 
So this kind of all ties in here. So today we just want to continue, and this weekend specifically as the Biden administration continues to meet with the Palestinian authorities, OPEC, Saudi Arabia, etc., to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and intercede for the Biden administration to have the fear of the Lord and to not push a deal that divides the land. And however the Lord wants to do that, let's put it in his hands and let's pray that he works things together for his good uh, and that this administration would just not be able to advance policies that divide the land All right more so domestically kind of on the energy front is texas and tesla have come out and are asking people to not more so electric vehicle owners and Tesla owners to not charge their vehicles from the hours of 2 to 8 p.m. because of this heat wave and the fact that wind, these wind turbines do not produce enough energy because they're too intermittent to be able to produce enough energy to have the grid be at full capacity at all hours of the day. This is very similar to actions and steps and cause and effect of these type of moves that California itself is going through and Texas as well. And in reality, it points out a bigger fig factor of that in the future, currently and in the future, there needs to be addressed the issue of energy security in the United States. And specifically, each state needs to look at this, California, Texas, more specifically. But then the also question is, is are these quote-unquote renewable energies actually doing the job that is necessary to be able to provide the energy needed for people to operate their homes? Sorry. Sorry about that. Got a, a phone call there. Um but we want to continue to to be aware of these situations and understanding what's going on and we're also seeing and, and the reason i want to point that out is is as we're seeing biden go over there ask for help um from these um arabs and opec about what to do we want to be aware of the situation at home as well. Um, again, everybody within the oil and gas industry is rightfully so calling out the Biden administration's disastrous moves and then also pointing out the fact that um, the policies here have, have, have not hurt us. Why are we going to the Middle East when we can, should be focusing on a home and domestic production here? We've talked about that. We followed up with that. But that leads to some reactions. Um based off of the increase of CPI and PPI numbers from this week that came out of now um, Federal Reserve Governor Christopher Waller in a meeting in Idaho talked about how that the Federal Reserve needs to, um, and he would support an increase of even a higher interest rate hike of a 0.75% increase, uh, increase in interest rates on top of everything that's already gone. Um, higher so this is where things are going you also have janet yellen coming out saying that um inflation is unacceptably high 
and but again, as I would say, as some of her policies led to this situation, unfortunately occurring. And she says that we're taking our own steps of what we believe to be supportive in the short term to get inflation down, particularly what we've done in energy prices and the release of strategic petroleum reserves, which um, have been ultimately disastrous in the fact that money goes towards uh, China and Europe as well. Um, and, and one of the key factors that the oil and gas industry keep pointing out is the fact that the administration thinks that somehow just if you demand it from the oil and gas companies and gas stations to lower the cost that they'll somehow gas will be able to go down. Um, and in reality, not understanding the supply and demand side of economics and the fact that it's an actual global market. And so there's an issue at play here. And, and I want to point this out is the, the I continue to point it out this entire week, uh, but hopefully you can see that whatever this administration says, they have no grasp of reality when it comes to economics, unfortunately, even for someone as smart uh, on paper as Janet Yellen. And, and there's some decisions that they're making and thinking that they could control the market. And while the Federal Reserve System isn't the perfect system and the fiat money system isn't the perfect system, um, Jerome Powell is, for the situation at hand, is probably one of the better people to be there um, and understanding that he's even willing to admit that the Fed doesn't under fully understand inflation. And that's sad to see because they think they can control it. They think they understand it. And reality is, is he's saying, no, we really don't. Um, so there's a silver lining there, but also is there is a, a, if inflation continues to go higher, those who have mismanaged their money in the past, and look, we've I've all been I've been guilty of it at times. Other people have been guilty of it. Is there's opportunity rather than just sitting here and looking at this in a, in a sense of fear and letting our thoughts go towards fear? We want to have our thoughts go towards faith and a hope and understanding that you know what the Lord has warned us about this. There's opportunity that arises. Um, the world is still going to go on for those who have been alive in the 70s and 80s, understanding that interest rates and inflation have gone this high before and we've come back down, but it took some hard decisions. It took some money management. It took some some decisions upon uh, demand and supply of the things that we need versus wants and realizing what is it that you know got us to this point of such a, a prosperous economy, not just economically, but also spiritually and naturally as well, of some of the decisions and things that we've stood for. And if you saw our clip from uh, that we posted of Mike Johnson, really standing up to the radicalness of the left and in the comment made that Canada is the freest nation in the world, um, he, he really points out, you know, look, if you if you can't get to the point of at life at conception that this is a, a life and then also that america is a nation that was built upon life not death and we need to get back to that and understanding that that's our foundation that's the true um principle that this nation was founded upon and, and it shows not only now um but in seasons past of when we have stood for life uh, if we got into a place where the Lord blessed this nation as we stood and were obedient to what the Lord has called us to. Now, with all that being said economically, we're seeing a bill being pushed through to through the House that increases uh, government spending at a high level for, quote-unquote, um, military. A lot of it is 
disastrous. And even, even the Biden administration is saying we don't need some of these things as far as uh, the very thing of a $15 minimum wage that is put a, a mandatory in this bill for federal contractors, which even the Biden administration is saying, hey, hold on. We don't need this because if, if you hire a private contractor, then they're going to demand stuff, and that's going to make that's going to make everything uh, cost more, and that's not something we need right now. They're actually being wise on this, um, and the House is just pushing this forward. Both um, Republicans and Democrats push this forward. Uh, this is very, very sad to see that they would just push this forward because, well, we need to do it um, type of thing rather than, okay, not looking at where can we cut spending, where can we cut government stimulus um, – and so now the the Senate has to propose theirs and vote their side of this bill, and then they'll come together on some form of compromise before they send it to the president's desk, which he may or may not sign it. He'll most likely sign it because it would be disastrous for him to not sign it before the midterms. Very interestingly to see. Um, sticking with Janet Yellen on an international scale is she is at the G20 meetings where Russia is involved, and she's publicly blasting Russia and officials at the meeting saying that they're responsible for the unjust war in, in Ukraine, which, okay, that's interesting to see on an international level, but what does this actually do? She's also talked about how she doesn't want to be involved in any meetings where Russia will be involved in. Um, very, very uh, immature and reality is we need to come to the table when there needs to be a resolve here because um, even in the um, the National Defense Act funding for military is it's they're promising another billion dollars of funding towards Ukraine and continuing funding, basically a continuing resolution just to be able to fund Ukraine for whatever needs are going necessarily. And that's not looking like the best um, national security security strategy for the United States as we're seeing our natural defense systems and missiles being depleted and with the supply chain issues with increased cost of everything is our supplies being limited of how we can be able to defend our nation. So a lot of this funding, you know, the $1.7 trillion um, executive order basically signed by President Biden this month or this week. Uh, is really a cause for concern and something we need to look at. Um, and it's nice on paper for the administration to say, look at us, we're standing up to Russia. But in reality, it's okay, but what are we doing about this as far as in increasing our national security? And look, Ukraine's been warned about this situation uh, in years past where they've been warned via the Holy Spirit and the prophetic from the Lord of, look, you're going to be in a situation where you're going to have to defend your nation alone. And it's becoming clearer and clearer now that that is the case. So while we – yes, we want to pray for their safety and security, we also need to be wise domestically about some of the decisions that we're making. So just want to be aware of some of those things and continue to pray for our leaders, both Republican and Democrats, who have the fear of the Lord and wisdom and understanding um, to continue – they need to continue to stand for the original intent of this nation, which is to stand up for freedom and – for the ability to be able to spread the gospel of the kingdom. And uh, there's this big article that came out from Newsweek that said the rise of Christian nationalism and, and going at Lauren Bobart and Marjorie Taylor Greene out of Georgia saying that, you know, they want to take back this country um, for God and, and trying to like 
throw them under the bus to an extent, but the question is, is what's the other reality? We want to stand up for morals of life, for liberty, for the basic principles of humanity and life, and, and, and those found in the Ten Commandments themselves. The other alternative is drag queen, story hour, um, child sacrifice. And so while there is some persuasion being made by the left to kind of denigrate um, the church and its movement for being involved um, in relationship with politicians and, and leaders in this nation um they're pushing for you know the the false narrative of separation of church and state which is is very interesting to see and i think you're going to start seeing more and more of those within the church come out and and, and say where they stand especially when once you start seeing nancy pelosi in the house start pushing for the codifying of abortion um we'll really start to see where churches lie and i, I think it's necessary you know there need to be factions among you the lord said you know Let's see who, where these people are. Are they hot? Or are they cold? Um, and understanding where things are. And, and Pastor Regis Richards talked about that on Sunday about how it's coming and 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 reality. It needs to come. People need to see where people lie. Um, but I digress from there. Okay. Last few things is something we want to pray about. We've been praying about. We want to pray for the Biden administration stances on this. Is they have come out and Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Vaccaro has put forward a memo basically and, and trying to enforce some medical emergency saying that in the in certain cases there it is okay to have an abortion even despite states uh, legal legal laws that are are standing and Texas AG Ken Paxton is saying uh no that's not how this works um the health and human services and and the Biden administration cannot just out of thin air create a law um, and try to enforce it and say that this somehow gives powers to doctors um, over what the state's laws are in that in that region. And this is I mean, we've talked about this week about how the Biden administration is working with Planned Parenthood, creating agendas to um, and departments, committees to push for things of this nature to try to combat each state's pro-life stances. Um, and this is quite alarming to see that the even after the ruling where the Supreme Court literally said it is left up to the states, meaning the federal government has no say in what can happen. Um, Ken Paxton talked about how he, he said it in his court filing. He's like, look, they have no authority. They know it. They, they don't follow the law. But yet they're still going to try to have their appointed bureaucrats mandate that hospitals and emergency medicine physicians perform abortions. Um, and he he went on to say, he says, I will ensure that the President Biden will be forced to comply with Supreme Court's important decision concerning abortion. I will not allow him to undermine and distort existing laws to fit this administration's unlawful agenda and that is very very uh, key interesting then the a statement from uh white house secretary karine jerry karine jean pierre said that this is yet another example of an extreme radical republican elected official again he is an elected official xavier bakara is not he is is a a alphabet suit appointed uh government bureaucrat who was not elected 
she goes on to say this um can you say it is unthinkable that the public official would sue to block women from receiving life-saving care in emergency rooms a right protected under u.s law um abortion is not the only way to save a mother's life and medical doctors will will show you that science will show you that there are other ways it, it does not have to only and it is not abortion is not the only way and it's sad to see that this administration would stand for this and so we just want to repent for the biden administration's continuing stance to stand up for pro-abortion agenda and intercede for the church that the veil be removed and for those within the church to stand up and have the fear of the lord now and in the season ahead and then lastly on a very positive note is uh, Republican Senator James Langford has blocked Democrats' travel for abortion bill. Um, James Langford out of Oklahoma uh, prevented um, a bill, blocked a bill from being proposed by the Democrats seeking unanimous consent to prevent pro-life states from restricting women from interstate travel to obtain an abortion, which is huge because, okay, if there are um, – there's interstate travel basically is if you're from a state, you can't go to another state. So it's, it's very interesting to see that. Um, we'll see. There will be definitely some fallout from this of campaign issues, um, attacks from him and, and states who are standing up for life. And um, maybe they try it again. I don't know. Um, how long this was standing, but at least in the meantime, this is, is standing up for life. And hopefully with the delay in bills being pushed forward after the uh, August recess in both the House and the Senate, getting closer towards the midterms, we'll see maybe nothing get done in reality but that there can be those politicians and voters standing up for life to put people forward who will protect the life of not only the mother but the child as well um push more for more funding uh, of not abortion clinics and, and abortion funding but for resources to help these mothers in whatever situation they're in uh, to be able to have some funding that the churches in the past have been the only ones to fund via uh, pregnancy care centers and so this is a chance and an opportunity for the american people the church itself specifically to stand up for life to stand up for freedom and to stand up for what the lord um, his heart is um, for life uh, to be able to walk out the destiny that each life has and so we want to end on that note today and then remind everyone that we have our noon prayer um, today uh, lindy griffith our worship leader will be talking about the beauty of repentance and it, it was a great message to hear in this time of um, lack of repenting and a message that is not being taught throughout churches around the country of rather than it being such a uh a Nick say thing to stay away from in reality is we need to run to it with open arms because it's the grace that the Lord has given us to be able to turn from our wicked ways and to run towards him and be able to be at his feet and so it's a great message to hear it's very very short poignant um but it's something great to hear today at noon and then we'll come back next week as well with our morning briefings and noon prayers online only as well so blessings and I will see you 
guys later. Have a good one.